Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Tonight, we're going to talk about favor. Hallelujah. It's about time we got a refresher course in the area of favor around here. Glory to God, because you know, there are places where we need favor every single day. And sometimes we forget that favor is something that belongs to us, that we can expect it anytime and anywhere from anybody. It doesn't matter. And so what is favor? Well, I wrote down some definitions of favor, and here it is. Uh, excessive kindness, unfair partiality. Anybody had some unfair partiality ever, any time in their lives? I'm telling you, where it didn't look like it was fair, but I'm telling you what, God showed up in the middle of it. To everybody else, it looked like it was unfair, but you just knew where it came from. Something done out of goodwill rather from justice. And then there's uh, special treatment and extra support. That's what favor is. And, you know, you, you can see that God has favored his own from the very beginning. If you go to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, and you list, look at that, and you read all the blessings that they had laid out there. I'm telling you, take a look at those. I'm telling you, you, you just know that these things belong to us as children of God. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy. 28. And it should, well, I think we just, I think what, sometime in the last couple of weeks, Pastor or one of us read, has read this. It shall, starting in verse 1, it shall come to pass if you'll hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. Now that sounds like favor, doesn't it? He will set you on high above all. Amen. And all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you if you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your kind, the flocks of your sheep. Blessed shall you be, be, shall be your basket and your store. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise up against you uh, to be smitten before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command. Do you hear that? He will command. Not just suggest, but command. He will command the blessing upon you in your storehouses and in all that you set your hand to. Do you know that you should believe that every time? In fact, as we pray over our meals, you know, we, you know, so many times we you know, pray that he blesses our bread and water, takes it from the midst of us, and prospers everything we set our hands to. You know, you can, you can make a prayer over your food that's not terribly long. You know, it's not a full sermon. But you can make sure that all the aspects of your life are included every time you pray over your food. Amen. Um, where was I? The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your stored houses and in all that you set your hand to. He will bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish you as a holy people to himself as he sworn before you. If you will keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make you plenteous in goods and the fruit of your body and the fruit of your cattle and the fruit of your ground and the land which the Lord swear unto 
unto your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heaven to give rain unto the land in his season, and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations. You shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only. You shall not be beneath. If you will hearken unto the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day to observe to, and to do them. You, know, you can go on and then it, it starts into the curses. But that's just, that's just what God told them in the Old Testament. In Isaiah it says that his word would not return to him void. This is his word. He said you'll be blessed. He didn't mean for it to be any other way. But he extends extend for you to be blessed. Number 625 says, The Lord makes his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. In John 12, 26, it says, Any man who serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. You know, when God shows favor in your life, he's honoring you. Amen. Isn't that amazing? He honors you. And the way he does it is by... Is by is making sure that you're shown favor while you live here. Amen. Hebrews eleven six says he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Ephesians 1, 3 says he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Romans 8, 17, he's called us joint heirs. Well, now, if there was ever anyone blessed, it was Jesus. And we are joint heirs with him. Hallelujah. In Luke 5, 52, or 2, 52, it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Anything Jesus had belongs to you. If he could increase in favor with God and with man, you can as well. Hallelujah. In Proverbs, go with me to Proverbs 3. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Starting in verse 1, it says, My son, forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. So shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Amen. Listen, when you finally understand who you are and what actually belongs to you, what you have a right to claim in this life, it'll change your outlook. It'll change the way you carry yourself. It'll change the way you act. It'll change the way you respond to other people. Everything about you will change when you actually know who you are. Listen, if I went around... um, Oh, let's say, uh, let me think here. If I went to, to see the president of the United States, you know, I'd be very, very, you know, shy probably, you know, very reluctant to say anything to him, uh, just kind of speak when spoken to, you know. And I don't, I don't, I'm not going to walk up to him and say, hey, bud, how you doing? I'm not going to do that. But, but if I was the king of another country, or the president or the prime minister of another country, you know, I would go up to him with a whole different attitude. Whole different attitude. Listen, you have been made kings and priests. There is nothing higher. You have been made priests. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. 
a holy nation. You are somebody. And as such, you need to carry yourself as though you are somebody. Now, now don't get me wrong. I don't mean carry yourself, you know, with some kind of big airs like, you know, hey, look at me, you know, with the right attitude. There's a confidence that comes with, with knowing who you really are. There is something about you that, that makes you carry yourself a little straighter with your head held a little higher, you know, with your back straight, with your walk full of confidence, no hesitation in you at all, but a confidence of knowing who I am, who I belong to, and what belongs to me. Hallelujah. You can begin to expect favor, not be intimidated by anything or anybody. No matter what situation you find yourself in, you go, I'm a king's kid. That's who I am. I've got the favor of God on me. I can have what I need. I can absolutely do it. You begin to expect favor. You know, sometimes we go into situations and we don't expect the favor of God. Listen, I expect favor everywhere I go. And there have been times when I have have really had to rely on it, like when my little lead foot would get me in trouble. And um, I might get pulled over. Hadn't gotten done, not in a long time. Not in a long time, Brother Ray. Not in a long time. Uh, But I remember one time... You know, I got pulled over going, I have favor, I have favor, I have favor. Everybody likes me, everybody likes me. I have favor, I have favor, I have favor. Worked. <laughs> you know, I was declaring favor the whole way from him getting out of his vehicle to get to my window. I have favor, I have favor. Everybody likes me. I have favor, I have favor, I have favor. <laughs> Listen, you have favor because who you are in him. Not because you're some big somebody here. Because the least person in men's eyes still has the same favor as the most, the biggest person in God's eyes. We all operate in the same realm of favor. It's always available to us no matter who we are. Just as a child of God, favor belongs to us. Hallelujah. You know, you have to leave the past behind, whatever experience you've ever had, whatever, whatever you know, situations you've ever been in that maybe they didn't turn out. Leave all that behind. Forget all that nonsense and go, favor belongs to me. It's mine. Everywhere I go, it's mine. Hallelujah. If I need favor, I'll have favor. Hallelujah. Don't assume you can't have favor just because of some situation you find yourself in. Now, if I got a letter from the government telling me I owed him $40,000. Now, that would give me pause. I would have to stop and think about that for just a minute. You know, because the enemy's going to tell you, I mean, you are sunk now. Look at this. Look at all you owe now. Da, da, da. You know, but when you turn that around and go, I'm, I know who I am, and I have favor. I don't care if it is the government. I have favor. Favor, it belongs to me. You know, and, and so we go from there. Favor flows when you act on the word, you stand on the word with favor with God and with man. You know, you can't afford to give up, let go. You just say, okay, well, I guess it's not working. No, it is working. You have favor, hallelujah. You know, and there's so much. In, when you go into any kind of, I mean, I believe God for favor when the parking spot. I believe God for favor. If I find a dress that I particularly like, and I am totally dead set, number 100% against paying full price for a dress. 
Absolutely. Because I know the huge, there's a huge markup on that stuff. They don't need all that. So I, you know, there are times I'm going to go in there and I'm going to say, okay, I like that dress and I want it in that size. And it's going to be right there when it goes on sale. I'll come back and I'll find it. And, you know, exactly every time. That's the one I want. And if I see something I really like, I say, now, now, Lord, you know, if it's here somewhere, you know how people do in the racks, you know, they move them from place to place where they put them where they don't belong. Lord, that dress is in this store. You're going to lead me to it. And that it's going to be, it's going to be wonderful. Just be la- just like, what? I have favor with that. I've had people go looking for me. You know, I tell them what I'm after and they go looking for me. You know, and, you know, I, I know uh, not too long ago, a year, I, guess, I guess it's really been about a year ago, a particular suit pastor wanted. They didn't have in, in, in Gainesville, and so I happened to be in Jacksonville. And so I went looking for this suit, something he particularly liked, and he had already picked out the size and everything. And I could not find that suit anywhere in that store, in Dill- it was the Dillard's, you know, in Jacksonville. I could not find it. So I went to somebody, and they got on the computer, and they said, well, it's not here, but it's at this other store. I said, well, I'm headed that direction anyway. I'll just stop at that store. So I got over there. They couldn't find it either. I went, no, they said it's in this store. That lady went out of her way to start looking for that thing. You know, we found it. Hallelujah. I brought that thing home. You know, it doesn't really matter how big or how little the situation, how big or how little, you know, what it is you're desiring. God can still give you favor. Somebody can help you. Somebody will help you. You know, the thing about it sometimes is that, that we need to understand is that, that one of the things we can do best when it comes to re- receiving favor is to sow favor. You know, the way you treat someone else can hinder your ability to receive favor. If you're rude to somebody, you don't know but what five minutes from now you're going to need their help. You know, so it pays you to be kind no matter what the situation is. I, you know, I've seen it so many times. I know Keith Moore told a story years ago about how he and his wife were at an airport and they had gotten to, to this airport to make a connecting flight and they had gotten delayed and so they had missed their flight. But, of course, you know, they need to get to the next place because, I mean, they're, about, they're going to be ministering. So they need to get there. And apparently there were some other flights that had been delayed and, and this, the place was backed up. You, you ever been in an airport, you know what it's like. You know, people are mad. They're angry as though the person behind the, the desk can do something about it. And uh, people were given the... the uh, person at the desk, such a hard time. <clears throat> and the gentleman right in front of the moors was, I mean, laying into this lady at the service desk there, you know, at the gate. And, um, and uh, she, she just had to look at him, sir, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I can't, you know, I, this, is, this is all I can do. Sir, I'm sorry, you know. And she's trying her best. You know, I feel for him, you know, when somebody's yelling and screaming at them and that kind of stuff. And so the man moved on, you know, as he was about cussing her out. And so the brother Moore, he stepped up to the, to the desk and he said, ma'am, I, I know you're having a difficult day. I know this has probably not been really fun today, but we were really trying to get to, to so-and-so. I, and I was, you know, hoping maybe you could, you know, kind of help us and you tell us what we need to do. And she looked at him and she said, where's your bags? He said, well, what were, you got some you know, right here. She said, Pick them up and bring them, come with me. So she took them out a door behind the desk, and they went down this hallway. And she got them to some place. She stuck them on another airplane that got there on time. But on the way, on that walk to that next gate, she looked at them. She said, that man ahead of you, he didn't know. I could help him or I could hurt him. (laughs) 
Listen, it pays to be gracious to people. Pays to be gracious. Because you don't know they could help you or they could hurt you. If you'll sow some kindness to them, you'll find out that you're the recipient of their help and not their hurt. When my dad was in the hospital after, uh, before, just before he died, you know, he, had, he was in intensive care for uh, two or three weeks. And, and there was a particular nurse on duty that my mother did not like at all. And uh, so that day I was going to be staying with mom uh, with dad for several hours. My mom went home and, and stuff, and my mother had already been complaining about this particular nurse. And, and I have to admit, when she came in the room, you know, she didn't seem to be all that uh, friendly. And so I just purposed in my heart, you know, to be gracious to her. So I started up a little conversation. And I don't know, somehow in the conversation, just a couple of minutes, we got to cruises, and she was going to be going on a cruise just, you know, like the next week. And, and I said, really? I mean, I've never been on a cruise. What's it like? You know, you know, taking an interest in somebody sometimes opens up a good door. Anyway, before we were done, we, we were like best buds. She could not have been nicer to me, my mother, and my dad for the rest of the time he was in that unit. You know, it only takes some kindness sometimes. You know, if you, if you want some favor with somebody... Reap some, I mean, sow some kindness, sow some grace into their lives. You know, anybody, the grumpiest person you know, can be turned into the nicest person you know. And a lot of it will depend on you. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, I know that there's a, there's a, a lot of things in a lot of ways that we, we, we need favor in. There was, I know a time in, well, I'm gone. Oh, there I am. Um, but uh, I remember years ago when, when Pastor's job was on, there's a big layoff going on where he was working. You know, he hadn't been there that long, that many years. He didn't have that much seniority. And yet we were believing God for favor in that situation. Because he had been a good employee and had done his work and was a vital part of the company, in that particular division, hadn't caused anybody any trouble, you know, was, was gave eight hours worth of work for an eight-hour day of pay, he got held over when other people got laid off. You know, you can sow into a lot of things. Job situations are one of them. You know, sometimes people get really upset on the job because they don't seem like, seem like everybody else is getting favor and they're not. Well, let me stop and ask you, what kind of, what kind of employee are you? What have you been sowing? You, do you come sliding in, you know, right 10 seconds before the start of work day? And you go sliding out 10 seconds after the work day is supposed to be ended? No. Well, I gave them what they wanted. What, you know, you don't just give them exactly, you know, what you're required to do and be considered a good employee. A good employee is somebody who steps up to the plate early, who stays to finish up, who does more than they're asked to do. I'm telling you what, years ago when Jonna Abbott worked for us in the office, you know, that was, we weren't as busy back then. She was just, it was just us and her, and her as secretary. And I, you know, she was such a blessing. You know, she got work done. She was efficient. She, she was, uh, did it well. Um, she did it with excellence. And I remember there were times when she would call me up, especially if it was on our day off, we weren't here. I remember her calling, calling me up at home and saying, uh, if it's okay with you, when I go home at lunch, 
um, I'll come back in some kind of grubby stuff, and I'll wash the windows here in the office. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, that she she had all kind of favor, you know, with us. I mean, but that's the kind of person an employer is looking for. Somebody who's not just going to sit there, well, I did my work. I did what you asked me to do. So, so now I I don't have anything to do. I'm just going to sit here. No, you find something to do. There's always something to do. I don't care where you are. There's always something to do. You know, and uh, if you want favor on the job, maybe you should sow some of that kind of favor to the employer. You know, if you go back over into the story of Jacob and Laban over in Genesis chapters 30 and 31, he had a very unjust employer. If you go back and read the story, Laban changed his wages seven times. Seven times. But if you go back and you look in in verse um, 6 of chapter 31, and it says, when he finally went to Laban, and uh, he he talked to Laban, and he wanted to leave. He said, you know, he's talking to Laban, this is Jacob. He said, you know that with all my power, well, he was actually talking, I think it was Rachel. He said, you know that with all my power, I have served your father. With all my power, which means he put his heart into what he did. No matter how unrighteous Laban was been, had been to him, no matter how unfair Laban had been to him, he had served him with all of his power. There's a New Testament principle that you, you do all as unto the Lord. There's some other. There's another verse, and I forgot to write it down about. Um, about uh, respecting and, and giving honor to those that who, just, who don't treat you well in the workplace. Listen, it doesn't matter what they do as long as you conduct yourself the way you should. In spite of all that, you can still find a place of favor. You think, well, somebody, they don't even like me the way they treat me this way. I'm telling you, Laban was taking advantage of Jacob. And yet he was still blessed because, Le- because he kept his heart right toward Laban. So keep that in mind. Uh, Joseph, when he was in Potiphar's house, he respected his employer. He did his work with excellence. Now, the way things turned out, he got sent to prison. But when he got to prison, he did the same thing. He took the tasks that were given to him. He did them well. He did them with excellence. He did them without murmuring and complaining. And he found favor in the middle of a prison. Hallelujah. Uh, Ruth, in the book of Ruth, she was a foreigner. She was, she was somebody that the Jews looked down on. And yet she found favor in spite of the prejudice that was against her for being the, the person that she was. I mean, I don't know what was she. Uh, uh, do you remember what she was? I mean, she wasn't. Oh, a Moabite. That's right. How could I forget that? Well, Moabites were looked down on badly by the Jews. And yet she found favor in spite of the prejudice of the day. Hallelujah. You can find favor. It doesn't matter what your situation, doesn't matter what your station of life, doesn't matter your gender, doesn't matter your age. You can still have favor with God and with man, no matter what. Um, Esther, oh my heavens, if you read the, read the book of Esther, you know, and you talk, you see the things and the way that she responded to the king. She conducted herself in such a way that she found favor. She didn't, she didn't ask anything. I, f- I was reading one, one scripture today that she re- said that she required nothing 
except what they offered her. She wasn't uh, a drama queen. She wasn't uh, a prima donna. She was queen. She could have been. She could have been a prima donna. I suspect that's what they were used to. And yet the way, because of the way she conducted herself, she had favor with the king and with everybody else. And look what that favor did for her. Favor that was extended to her also became an extension to her people, to the people of God. Because of her, because of her conduct, God was able to save his people from ruin, save them from the destruction that Haman had in mind for them. See, sometimes your conduct affects more than just you. It goes well beyond the, the, this, just the boundaries of just your life and maybe just you and your family and your financial situation. There may be an impact that's greater than anything you have any conscious way of knowing. Now, Esther did know. Her uncle Mordecai, you know, was telling her some things and tell, talking to her about, about this is what you do. But, you know, she had to conduct herself in a way that would cause her to come into favor with the king. And she did exactly that and saved an entire nation. Hallelujah from destruction. Daniel, the first chapter, go over there. Hallelujah. Daniel, chapter 1. Verse 7, you know, the, the, the Hebrews were in bondage. Well, it's from verse 6 it says, Now among these, the, these were the, the uh, uh, people that had been brought into the kingdom. Uh, now among these were the, of the children of Judah. There was Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto the, whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name of Belteshazzar. And to, this is where we get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from. This is the Babylonian names they were, go, they were given. And it says in verse 8, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. And to drop down to verse 9, Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Listen, he put himself in a place to find favor. He purposed in his heart to do the right thing. You know, sometimes you may not think that doing the right thing will bring you favor, but it will. Now, doing the right thing with a bad attitude won't help. But I believe Daniel did the right thing with the right attitude, with a man who was humble of heart. There was a humility, I think, about him probably that caused him in the spite of this, him saying, well, no, you know, this is what, this is what I think, you know, we, 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 we need to do. You know, he found favor. You know, and eventually he was brought before the king and honored. You know, there's, there's a lot to be said for for doing the right thing. You know, you may not think that it will bring you favor with man, but it will. But it will always bring you favor with God. Always. Doing the right thing will always bring you favor from God. Always. You know, don't compromise yourself, you know, in those areas. You know, what, what the enemy will try to whisper in your, well, just don't do this or, or do this, and, and you'll get, to, you'll get to, to go ahead of this, and you'll jump, and you'll leap over this person, and you'll get this position. Of the, listen, if you can't do it the right way, the ethical way, don't do it at all. Because whatever favor you find doing it the wrong way, you will eventually come to regret. 
So do it the right way. When you're out in the workplace, when you're out just in the world, at school, whatever, do it the right way. Keep your integrity intact, and God will make sure that you stand in favor in front of man as well as in front of him. Daniel found that out to be true. Um, Let's see. Psalm 112 verse 5 says, A good man shows favor and lends to the poor. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Listen, I want to be in that number. A good man shows favor. You know, I'm wanting to to reap a lot of favor. So I want to sow a lot of favor. Um, Glory to God. Favor will cause you, will cause others to help you. You know, there are, there are some, there's some people that God wants to use in a, if you find yourself in a particular situation. He, there are people he's, he's already kind of got lined up to help you. You know, it's not a bad thing to say, now, Lord, I've got this going on. I've got this going on. And I know there's somebody out there who can help me. You lead me to them. Bring them across my path. Help me find them. Help them find, help them find me. I know I, I was listening to a, a pastor during a meeting one time, and he was talking about how they, his church needed X amount of dollars. You know, I mean, they had to have it, had to have it, like, really soon. And he said, he told the Lord, he said, Father, I know there's somebody out there who has what I need. Father, send them my way. Send them my way. There's somebody that has the resources to help me. Send them my way. You can do that. Father, there's somebody else who has the knowledge, the understanding, the resources, the willingness. Sometimes it's just a matter of finding the person who will say yes to what you need. Listen, just because one person says no, keep going up the ladder. Well, let me talk to your supervisor. And if they don't say anything, well, let me talk to your, your manager. Let me talk to, let me talk. You will eventually find the right person. But don't just be willing to take no for an answer. I remember a number of, oh, gracious, I don't know, 70s. You know, I had a, had a situation where it was a medical situation. You know how insurance companies can be. They tell you one thing, and then later they come back and say, oh, no, 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 that's not what we do. Well, you told me on the phone. This, yeah, but we, we, we go by the, what's that? The written terms of the contract. And uh, so I spent some time on the phone with some people, and one person told me no. And the next person told me no. And the next person told me no. And I finally said, give me, give me somebody to write to. And so I wrote him a letter. You know, as the thing turned out, it said, we're going to do this on a non-precedent basis. We're going to pay that claim. And I went, thank you, Jesus. Don't give up. If you need help, you keep going until you find the right person to give you the help that you need. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, favor for a job. Anybody ever needed favor for a job? Yeah. You know, I'm going to do whatever it is I need to do. I'm going to go put the applications in. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to, I'm going to have, I'm going to find favor with places that I go to. They're going to love me. They may not hire me. It might not be the job I want, but they're going to love me just the same. And I'll get to make the choice of which job I take. You know, there's, there's times when, when you need to do that. Uh, I've had... I remember when we first moved to town, I went to the local doctor's office and put in an application and talked to him. He said, no, we don't need anybody. And I just said, no, you know, Lord, now that's the perfect job for me. It's right here in town. 
And I, I you know, we, we need to do that. So months went by, and I think I went back and got told no again. And months went by, and I went back, and, and I remember the doctor, he read my little application, my, my resume and stuff, and he said, okay, when can you start? And I went, as soon as you want me. And I said, you know, I did apply here months and months ago. He goes, you did? Well, why didn't I hire you? I said, I don't know. <laughs> Beats me, but I'm here now. You know, that's what counts. You know, God can give you favor. You know, just because, you know, you get turned down for something, if you feel that's where God wants you to be, just I go back. I don't take no for an answer. I just keep going back. They'll take me just to keep me from being a pest to them any longer, you know, if that's what the case may be. But expect favor wherever you go. Um, I, I know that favor can work in your behalf. You know, when, when it comes to financial situations, when it comes to medical situations, if you need to get to a, to a, get a test done quickly or need to get results back quickly, there's any number of things in your life that take place that, you know, you need to say, favor, I expect favor. Thank you, Lord, for favor to get the answer to this question that I need answered, to get this work done on this vehicle that I need done, to get, the, to get a hold of the right doctor, to get a hold of the right attorney, to get a hold of the right whatever, to whatever it is. I have favor. God will move in my behalf and send the right person to me, or he will send me to the right person. I will find them, they will find me, and this thing is going to work. You know, a um, gentleman that was here last Wednesday night, um, Scott Highland, he's, um, he and his family are going to be moving here in, in June, and they had already been here back, you know, they were here the weekend we had our spring fellowship, and they had put a contract on a house in Gainesville, and lo and behold, it didn't appraise out for the amount of money it needed to appraise out. And so he had come last week to look for another house. I mean, they were just kind of at a standstill. But he believed God for favor. Do you know that? Now, my, my resident real estate agent says they never, never, never go back and reappraise a house. Is that right? They went back and reappraised the house that they had settled on when they were here in April they got the house. It all worked out. But they had, favor came into play right then. You know, whatever it is you need, there's somebody that can help you. And if, somebody, if there is somebody, then the favor of God will operate through them for you and to you. Glory to God. Just in the middle of any problem you've experienced, expect to be able to turn it around. Listen, I, I know that in, in the Old Testament we're where uh, Jacob was concerned, God told Jacob to go back to, to where his people were. And you know the story between Jacob and Esau. You know, he had, he had taken his birthright, and Esau was angry, wanted to kill him. Jacob left. He, he, he went away. Now he's coming back home. And, and he had sent word ahead, you know, that he was coming. And uh, then he, he got word back that here comes Esau with 400 men. Well, now, at that point, what would you think? You think, okay, I'm toast. You know, he's coming back. He is still not happy. He remembers. He has not forgiven. He's not forgotten. You know, this is not a good situation. But listen, he knew God had told him to go back. In that kind of a situation, he expected to have favor with his brother. You listen, no matter what the situation might be, 
If God tells you to do something, a particular thing, and you think, oh, that's, that's not going to work too well, I, I, you know, because of this, 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 and this. Listen, if God said go, God will prepare the way, and God will have favor waiting for you. Amen. So just don't forget that. There is favor, 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 favor. When we were trying to, to get a loan to build this building, you know, we, we, had, we had gotten all the financial records together for like 10 years and, and had put up a, made a whole package and a whole presentation. And everywhere pastor went with this, with this stuff to make application, everybody was turning him down until one day he found a man at a bank who said, Pastor Anderson, I think you're doing some things wrong. Let me help you. And so he gave him some information that was vital, you know, to, to us to get a loan for the, to build the church. And as soon as we took the information, he said, now, I'm not supposed to be giving you this, but, you know, I, I want to help you. See, favor. God had somebody positioned you know, that would, that would favor us enough to help us. And so he gave him the information, came back. We revised our presentation. The next three banks were fighting over our loan because they all wanted to give us a loan for more than anybody else had even begun to talk about. And so we got the church built. Listen, no matter what your situation is, there is favor available to you. Favor, God wants you to walk in it. He wants you to expect it. He wants you to be confident that favor is yours and that you will wind up with what you need. You know, when, when people say, no, you can't have that, going under your breath, you go, oh, yeah, I can. I just got to find the right person. The right person will say yes to me. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Don't be deterred. What anybody has to say to you, the favor of God is working in your behalf because you're his. And as, and as such, you're going to walk in his favor, just like Jesus did. You're going to grow in wisdom and in favor with God and with man. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you get anything out of that tonight? You're going to come across some things, you know, where you're going to need favor, and you're going to remember this tonight. And you're going to say, thank you, Father, for favor. Thank you, Father, that I have the right person helping me get done what I need to have done. And you're going to be blessed by it, and you're going to be able to testify of God's grace and his favor in your life. But in the meantime, you do some sowing. Be gracious. Be kind. Be a wonderful worker. Go above and beyond. You know, it doesn't have to be just in the workplace. You could go above and beyond at home. You could go above and beyond at church. You can go above and beyond at school. But every place you're going to go above and beyond, you're going to find a reaping of favor waiting for you. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.